Thank you. We're going to start here in just a moment, but first I have a little intro. You see, here before you, I'm holding one of my favorite records that my wife bought me not long ago. I think it was for Father's Day, and it's one of my favorite artists, Rin Collective. And this, this particular album is called Good News. And boy, that is what they sing. That is what they do. They, they proclaim the good news of Christ. If you've never checked out this band, I'm not being paid by them. I'm not endorsing, but, but I just say, you should check out this band. I love Rain Collective. I actually had the opportunity when, when I was a youth pastor to kind of be a, a um, roadie, a behind-the-scenes behind stage crew and help them out with their concert in Troy, Ohio. And they're just a lovely, lovely, lovely band to see in concert and to hear, and they, they just give it their all. But here's why I bring this before you. And I wish I actually had their other record and a record player to put here for you to hear it, but there is a song on one of their other records called Simplicity. This week, I've been listening to the song Simplicity over and over and over again. In fact, my wife probably got annoyed last night as I was finishing up my sermon and studying it last night, and I was just listening to that song Simplicity over and over again by different artists, by different people covering it and doing it. And I just want to share this with you this morning for you to listen to, for you to ponder the words, simplicity. What does this mean? What does it mean for us for how we worship God? You know, I have been just thinking about these words and this idea and this song so much this week. I actually spent hours on a guitar trying to practice it myself and play it for you myself. And Christy's already thinking, uh-oh, I can see it in her eyes I decide not to play it for you myself. I'll save that for some better musicians in a future week. But I did decide, I wanna show you a video. It's a YouTube cover of it. Due to obvious reasons with copyright, I can't show Rin Collective doing it. But take a moment, watch this video, and listen to the words. Dave, if you could turn down the lights and start that song, please.
So I hope you can see and understand why I wanted to show you that video this morning. I admit to you, and maybe it's just because I'm an emotional guy, but that song brought tears to my eyes all week as I focused on that. And some of you on Facebook, in that Facebook word might have seen, I even shared that video several times in several different ways on Facebook for you to see, for you to worship God with me. That song has a lot of meaning. It has a way of refocusing us on recognizing what truly matters. It reminds you of what we're here for. It reminds you of how much we love him for he loves us and is our first love. But here's why I bring this up today. You see, today we come together to worship God. 
And we come together, really, I'm supposed to be speaking on Proverbs today. I was supposed to be preaching on Proverbs 15, 29. But today is Communion Sunday. And I just was focusing on this communion message this week and thinking about why do we do this? Why are we coming together? Despite all the changes and everything going around us in the world, why do we even try? And I just focused on the blessing it is to come before the Lord and worship Him. The great blessing we have to come together and fellowship with one another and worship Him and study His Word together. Wherever we are, it's a blessing to do so. I want to remind you of that today. Here in a moment, we're going to be taking communion together. This song served me greatly this week because it just reminded me of our first love. Why are we here today? Why are we worshiping today? In this building or home or wherever you are, why are we worshiping? How are we worshiping? What have we made it? The reason we sing is Him. The reason we come today here to this building or in your living rooms or watching this on the live stream isn't you, it's him. It's all him, it's not us. And in Revelations 2.4, it says, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first, the first love. Revelations 3.16 speaks of lukewarm living. And there are some people in this world, some churches in this world, who are to blame for this. They are living a lukewarm life, which God speaks of in saying like that he'll spit it out. I mean, think of drinking that coffee cup, that coffee, and when it gets to lukewarm and you just can't even bear to swallow it or for you ladies or men, like I, I know a few men in here too who don't like coffee, <sighs> maybe you drink Coke and you take a drink of that Coke or that Pepsi, whoever you are, and, and it's, it's gotten old and it's, it's lost its carbonation effect and you just kind of spit it out. I think of myself as, as you get in the car after a long day on the boat fishing. Yes, I pick up my rod and go fishingly. Um, and I think of sometimes you reach for that can of pop to take a, a few Advil or something to help a headache after being in the sun all day. And that pop has been in there all day long and you try to just take a drink to drink down some pills to help your headache and you end up spitting it out. It's so nasty. Revelation 2.4 says, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Revelation 3.16 speaks of lukewarm living. And I'm just afraid that many of us have lost focus on why we're here and what truly matters and I'm not pointing fingers. If anything, I'm pointing fingers at myself because I know the past few months, we just keep praying, Lord, take this coronavirus away, take this COVID away, take this pandemic away. We just want to get back to how it used to be. We don't like these precautions. We don't like these things that we have to do. We just want to get back to how it used to be. And in some cases, that's true, we do. But in some cases, I praise God for how things are now. And that's hard for some of you to hear. It's hard for me to hear. But this song reminds us of some things. Let me, let me read these words again. I come in simplicity, longing for purity, to worship you in spirit and truth, only you. Lord, strip it all away till only you remain. I'm coming back to my first love, only you. You're the reason I sing the reason I sing, yes, my heart will sing how I love you and forever I'll sing 
forever I'll sing. Yes, my heart will sing how I love you. I come with my broken song to you, the perfect one, to worship you in spirit and truth. Only you, only you. Listen to these next two statements. Give me a childlike heart. Lead me to where you are. You know, the thing about a childlike heart and mind is they follow you. In fact, that's why, why we have to teach our children so well not to follow strangers. Don't go to that van that's offering candy, a stranger you don't know, especially down by the river and you know all that stuff. It's just not safe. But we need a childlike heart when we are following after God because sometimes we want to depend on our own comforts, our own desires, our own trust of what we're capable of when we need that childlike heart to realize we need him. We need him. And I beg you to think about this song this morning and as we go to communion here a few minutes, I go to you in simplicity. I thought about this morning taking away the music at the last minute, taking away Jessica's children's message and just taking away everything and just coming up here and just doing the message doing the communion and being done. I thought about if there was no music, no roof, no walls, no air conditioning, if we all had to wear suits in 100-degree rooms with face mask on, how many of you would still be here today? I know I'd struggle to be here, and I'm the preacher. But you know what? It's nice having all these things, but it's not what matters. What matters is that we're able to come together and we are blessed to come together to worship him, to fellowship, and we're even commanded to do so. And there are people in the midst of us in our congregation, members of our church who have not been able to do so for months because of medical conditions. And we need to be praying for them just like we need to be praying for us and we need to be reaching out to them and encouraging them helping them. But how much during the last few months have we been focused on ourselves? I know I have. John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And one man once said regarding this, the essence of worship is not the many good externals, but heart and head. Let me say that again. I love that. The essence of worship, true worship, is not the many good externals, but heart and head. Let me tell you, I love the good externals. I love the air conditioning. I love the music. I love when, when we have praise and worship leaders come up and, and lead us in worship. A lot of that just so their voices can overpower my voice so I don't have to hear myself sing. But we're here to worship God, not ourselves, aren't we? Spirit and truth. Our spirit, let me, let me re-say this, the essence of worship is not the many good externals, but heart and head. Spirit and truth. Our spirit stirred by the Holy Spirit in worship over true things about God, his son, and his gospel. Amen? I don't ask for an amen much, but that is so true. That is why we're here, to worship him over tr the true things about God, his son, the spirit, and the gospel. We are here to worship him, the triune God, God the Father, Christ the Savior, the Holy Spirit. 
And I don't know about you, but I know I need him. I need this. I need this communion to remind me every day what this is all about. It's not about us as much as we think. And it's true. We, we need church because we need that music. We need those worship songs. We need those hymns. We need that word of God to help renew us and replenish us. And all this is very true and biblical and good. But most importantly, we should remember it's not ultimately about us. It's about him. And as we come together to worship him, to serve him, to focus on him, he will help us. We come in simplicity today to remember him. And that band, Wren Collective, that wrote that song called Simplicity, this is what they said about that. They said, simplicity is the art of restoring a clear and unobstructed view of the things that really matter. He matters. God matters. Oh, Lord, you matter. Rain Collective wrote this song with the thought on their mind that we needed to come back to focusing on him. You know, I know how easily my life can get distracted and focused on us or things that don't matter. You know, fishing, picking up my rod, Lee. That's going to be a joke forever. But I can only imagine being a touring band like Wren Collective. They're actually based out of like Ireland or somewhere overseas, and yet they tour all over the world. Can you imagine how hard it would be to stay focused on God and family while you're touring all over the world, doing all these concerts? And yet they took a step back. They actually put out an album called Campfire, where they just worshiped God around a campfire and focused on him. And that's kind of, this song is on that album as well as another one. But they wrote this because they realized they needed to come together and worship on what truly matters. That's God. That's what we're here to worship today. That's what we're here to remember today. God's got this. Focus on him. Worship him. Lay everything else down at his feet and trust and follow him. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, look, I will say a couple Proverbs here to keep on with this series. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 reminds us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I know this is hard. It is so hard to just lay everything down at his feet, submit to him, follow his path, especially when we're longing for so much more. You see, we long for purity. We long to worship him in spirit and truth forever at his side. We long to be with him for all of eternity. We long to be with our loved ones. We long to come before the royal throne and be replenished, restored. Just as a deer pants for water, so our soul pants for him each and every single day of our lives. And I don't know about you, but day and night, we long for him for total restoration. Psalm 84, 2 says, My soul yearns, my soul even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. We long for salvation, and we have salvation, but we long for an eternal salvation from this world. Salvation from this world because we are not of this world. If you are new in him, you're new in him. You're a new believer and he takes you along his side and he makes you a saint. A saint means not that you're perfect, far from it, but it means you are set apart for an eternal kingdom, kingdom living.
heavenly mindedness. We are saints, we're ambassadors of Christ. We are set apart for him for holy living. And this, all the deaths happening around us every day, the COVID, the masks, the diseases, the abortion, the disunity in the church, the disunity in the world, the many battles and wars, the many addictions, the many protests, the much racism, everything else happening in the world, which seems of darkness and evilness, it makes us long for his return even more but we can still focus on him today. We can still worship him today. We can still trust him today. And we can remember that God's got this. So as we come together to worship him today and to remember him with this communion cup, and some of you are thinking, is he ever gonna get to communion? I promise we will in a couple pages here. (laughs) We come in simplicity. That song, that that quote, simplicity is the art of restoring a clear and unobstructed view of the things that really matters. He matters. He matters. Let me read to you from Psalm 95. Psalm 95 says this, and what a great reminder of, of just one look of how we should come to him. Psalm 95 says, come let us sing for the joy, sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Amen? Amen. Wow, that's powerful. For he, all this we just said, he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the flock under his care. What do we have to be worried about? Lay it down at his feet and worship him today. People, church, let's come back to our first love. No matter what else gets in the way, let's remember who he is and let's worship him. Let's remember him. Let's remember God the Father, creator of all. Remember the spirit and his empowering for our lives for daily living. Let's remember our savior, Jesus Christ, the son. Remember his sacrifice. Remember what he's done for you. What are you doing for him? Let me remind you, 1 Peter 3.18 says, for Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. It is through Jesus we are brought to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Are you worshiping him for him? Are you worshiping him for this? Are you remembering all this as you worship him? I beg you to remember him. Or have we made it so often about other things? We come to church for the fellowship with one another, which is good. We come together to see our friends and to shoot the breeze and hear about life and what's happening, and that's good. But we need to first come to him, worship him, give him your life, give him your heart, give him your soul, give him your mind, give him everything that you are and that you have, and just remember him. There's another part of that lyrics from that song, Simplicity, that just says, Lord, strip it all away. 
And that's what I have been praying this week. Lord, strip it all away. Anything that is focused on me and not you, strip it all away as we just focus on you today. Psalm 1, 1 to 2 reminds us, Blessed is the man who walks in the, not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. In these days, we need to meditate on his law day and night even the more, to stay focused on him and not us and not the world and not the evil so that we don't fall into this trap of thinking, oh, woe is me or oh, woe is the world or look how all the evil around us and we can feel like all that's just covering us. But if we do as this Psalm says, delight in the law of the Lord day and night, cry out to the Lord, He'll help all that to seem small in comparison to him. Listen to these lyrics once more before I wrap up here. You are the reason I sing. The reason I sing, yes, my heart will sing of how I love you. And forever I'll sing, forever I'll sing. Yes, my heart will sing how I love you. I come with my broken song. Sometimes we come with joy. Sometimes we come before him with a broken song, but he says, to you, the perfect one, I come to worship you in spirit and truth, only you. Give me a childlike heart and lead me to where you are. As of last night, I had three sermons prepared for today, and I changed it all to do this because I just felt the Lord leading me here. But even in that, it's funny because today's proverb was supposed to be Proverbs fifteen twenty nine, which states this, it's a great reminder that goes along with this, but we're talking about it more next week. But it says, Proverbs 15, 29, it was going to be titled, God Near and Far. And 15, 29 simply states this, the Lord is far from the wicked, but close to the righteous, and he hears their prayers. God is close to you. He is, and he hears your prayers. If you are the righteous. Now, that, without getting too much into a sermon next week, let me say this. None of us are righteous. None of us truly are good. Only Christ is good. Only God is good. But through Christ, we can be seen as righteous through him because Jesus speaks on our behalf. Jesus' blood covers our sins and we are made white as snow. So we need Christ. This proverb tells us the Lord is far from the wicked, but close to the righteous and he hears our prayers. Have you been crying out to him day and night, as Scripture tells us to? Have you been praying to him? Have you been singing to him, truly praising him and worshiping him for him and him alone? Are you coming to him with a childlike heart and asking him to just lead you to where he is? Because that's what we ask today. We're going to do communion now. I'm going to pray. But as we do this, I want you to remember him, his sacrifice, his power over death, his power over sin, our sin, his victory over death, his victory over sin, and the victory we have in him. Praise God that through him, God hears our prayers and he is near. Amen? Let me pray. Please bow your heads. Lord, we just ask, lead us to where you are. Lord, give us a childlike heart. We want to follow you. We want to worship you day and night. We want our hearts to sing to you. We love you. Yes, Lord, we love you. Even the men in here or women or people who struggle with that word love, 
because maybe it sounds a little too emotional, our hearts do cry out to you for how much we love you, for you are our first love. And we come together today not to just see our friends, not just to reunite together and talk about life, but we come together today to worship you, spirit and truth. Lord, we just pray, help us to focus on you now. Help us to focus on you each day. Help us to remember you and thank you for your life-giving words in the Bible and how they convict, encourage, and edify. Lord, we thank you for you, and we thank you that you are near to us and you hear our prayers through Christ Jesus, our Savior. Lord, we pray all this in your name. Amen. Greg, if you would come up and join me now, and all of you should have a communion cup and some bread. If you're at home, maybe you have some, um, a cup of juice and bread that's a little bit better tasting, but up here we do have these prepackaged cups of juice and bread. And get that ready. Let me read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 29, where it says this, the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Verse 27 goes on and gives us a warning. It says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let the person examine himself then, and so eat of the body and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. I'd like to remind you today, first of all, don't, don't eat it yet, don't drink it yet, just wait just a moment. I know I've already been talking for 25 minutes or whatever, but give me just a moment. I want to remind you of what this little cup is what this bread is. I want to remind you first that you do not need to be a member of Bloomer Baptist Church to do this with us. Some of you know this. Some of you are newer. Some of you are watching online in different states or different cities. I want you to know we welcome you to do this with us. But what we do ask, and I believe scripture demands, is that you do this worthily with, with focusing on Christ and with being part of his universal church. Not this church, not Bloomer Baptist Church, but all that means is are you a believer in Christ, Jesus? But not just a believer, even Satan and his demons know of Christ. They believe he's real. But do you put your trust in him? Have you confessed with your mouth that he is, he is Lord over your life? He is your savior. That's what I ask you. By holding this today, we see this bread on the top. The bread is a symbolism of Jesus's body broken for you. God so loved the world, they sent his one and only son for you. John 3, 16. For you, a sinner. We're all sinners, yet God sent his only son to die for you so that we might have life. Yet while we were still sinners, he sent his son. You know, it's one thing for somebody to die for a friend, for a family member. But God sent his son for sinners like us. That's how much he loves you so that we might have life. Christ hung on that cross, suffered, and died. But then, praise God, he didn't stay dead. He was victorious over our sins, victorious over death, and he rose again on the third day. 
So I'm going to pray for in just a moment as we take this. I just ask you to examine your hearts. Examine your lives. And I ask you to submit to him. If you've never done it before, do it now. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in him. Trust in him. And if you're doing this for the first time today, talk to, talk to a friend, talk to a neighbor, talk to me, talk to a parent. Let them know what you did because this is big. This is life big. This is what gives us eternal life. But I ask you, submit to him. Recognize what Jesus did for you and remember his sacrifice. As reminded in Psalm 139, confess to him your life. Repent. Is there something in your life that maybe you need to confess to him? Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe it's how you're, you're holding on to a grudge or holding on to something that somebody said or something somebody did or something somebody wrote. Maybe, maybe it's something that you're, you just know you're addicted to something that you shouldn't be addicted to. Maybe it's something else. Maybe, what do you need to confess to the Lord? Ask him forgiveness and ask him to help you to get through it and to get over it. And sometimes that means also confessing to others. I know I've had to do that many times. Remember his sacrifice. Let me pray for the bread. Lord, we thank you for the bread. We thank you for this, this, um, for this order you gave to take part in this together. We thank you for Jesus, and we thank you that through Jesus we might have life and a, restor a restoration, replenishment, eternal life with you, a restored relationship with the Father, the God of all creation. Amen. Go ahead and peel back the top layer and you expose that bread and let's um, take that together and yearn for Jesus' return. Thank you all. Have Greg speak on the cup now. Morning, everybody. How do you finish that? The challenge this morning, I'm, I'm excited and I got to calm down a little bit because the, the challenge from what Patrick challenged us with this morning, communion serving the Lord. It's everything. I looked at that cross, and it is empty because Jesus died and he rose for each and every one that believe in Jesus Christ. We should get excited. I know I do. And that's why we do it monthly. We could do it every day. We do it every, once a week. Would that be enough? I can't be thankful enough for what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me. And I look upon this church, and I see all these people, and this morning it's been great been great to be amongst you guys because you folks, because the love of Christ showed us is shining through you. I'm thankful for that. But then I look at the cross, I look at Jesus Christ and what he gave for us without hesitation. Does that make you an awe, folks? I'm going to do a pastor. Is that an amen? Wow. You know, and, and you, you sit there and you want to jump up for joy, but then you want to get on your knees and say, okay, Lord, is there anything holding me back from your grace, from, from you? Is there anything I, haven't, I need to lay on the altar for Christ who paid the ultimate sacrifice? I go, wow, Lord, I don't want anything to stand between me and you. And when I think about the price he paid on the cross, he shed his blood without hesitation. There's another amen, folks. I am, I am in awe. I am humbled that you choose Greg Onish, Patrick Rose, others out there without hesitation because his love is the ultimate love, folks. So within that, I'm going to pray for the cup. Calm me down, Lord, because I'm, ex I'm excited. 
So let's pray, folks. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and we look to the cross. Our precious Savior who gave it all and paid it all. He shed his blood for us. Oh, Lord Jesus, let us never hesitate to serve you, to glorify thy name, to proclaim the gospel to, to all around us. Lord Jesus, there is no fear because you've taken away it all. We put our faith and trust in you. Oh, Lord Jesus, the cross, the Christ Jesus, the God-man, paid it all by shedding his blood and dying for our sins. Oh, dear God, we praise you, we thank you. In your name, amen. Amen. We do this in remembrance of him. Let's take the cup together. Praise God for this remembrance that we have, to remember Christ each and every single day of our lives. Praise God that through him we are heard, through him we are made as righteous through him. Our prayers are heard, and he helps us. Praise God. Let's remember him today, tomorrow, every day, and worship him. Come to him in simplicity, focused upon what truly matters, and to, to still a thought from a devotion that came through this morning on, I believe it was today in the Word devotional, email devotional. Let's be heaven, heavenly thinking, heavenly minded. Thank you. You're dismissed. And we'll have a, the deacons grab some trash cans to put at the back door. Amen. <laughs>